0: Each episode of this podcast will be a bit different, which shouldn't come as any surprise to anyone considering who's making this thing. My name's Jay, introvert extraordinaire and procrastinator extreme, and I really, really hate the sound of my own voice. So I figured, why not make a podcast forcing me to have to listen to the jarring timbre of my own vocals, yeah? And no, that doesn't mean I'm going to sing. That would be weird but I am going to read random things I've written over the years. Sometimes poems, sometimes short stories, sometimes journal entries, essays, or just random thoughts, feelings, insights, and whatnot that come to me at, you guessed it, typically three in the morning. The topics will range from personal beliefs to random commentary on past and current pop culture, to books I've read or music I love, to interesting things I've learned, to my take on various forms of fiction and literature, or taboo tropes I adore or despise in particular fiction, to, well, really just about anything. I also like to add in a word of the day to help broaden our vocabulary skills and even provide inspiration, which can strike at any time for any reason. And as a disclaimer and trigger warning of sorts, most of this is unscripted and uncensored, so expect quirky, raw, honest, and undoubtedly controversial material to randomly pop up and be discussed, or simply pop up, no discussion needed. If you like what you hear, then share this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, co-workers, random stranger me on the train, and subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes are released. I'm going to try getting them out on Thursdays, with an occasional Sunday thrown in if I'm feeling up to it. You can also drop me a voice message on Anchor with questions or suggestions. Hello everyone, and welcome to the second week of October and our second episode of Haunttoberfest, my month-long feature event. Each week, for the rest of the month, I will be showcasing books of the ghoulish, freakish, terrifying, disturbing, and macabre. I will accompany these freakish delights with musical recommendations. Which, unfortunately, I don't see being made into a playlist anytime soon. But, who knows? Maybe I'll surprise you at the end of the month and give you something. I don't know. But, um... As of right now, it's probably just going to be me recommending some songs like I do every week. So, yeah. Uh, I've also decided to group each week by a theme to give my selections focus and some semblance of coherence. For this week, week two, our theme is called Freaks, Monsters, and Freaks. So... How I interpreted that is by finding books about your typical and not-so-typical monsters, freaks, ghouls, and ghastlies. This can include, but is not limited to, stories about vampires, werewolves, witches, zombies, monsters under your bed or in the closet, carnival and circus freaks, cannibals, evil killer clowns that should be in a category all on its own, and even perceived monsters like the ones in our minds. As mentioned in last week's episode, I'll be sharing seven books each episode from now on, so by week five, we'll have finished all 31 days. And as a little bit of a disclaimer, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but um, I Sort of lost my voice uh, a couple days ago so I am a little bit creaky and uh, just like I said just sounding a little bit strange but I was not going to let that stop me from recording Um, however if I do sound a bit weird it is because of that now let's get started shall we Our first book is a true classic and it's called Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. So, my book's page count is 288 pages, but depending on whatever copy you get, it could be a bit more or a bit less. Um, The synopsis is as follows. obsessed with creating life itself victor frankenstein plunders graveyards for the material to fashion a new being which he shocks into life with electricity but his botched creature rejected by frankenstein and denied human companionship sets out to destroy his maker and all that he holds dear mary shelley's chilling gothic tale was conceived when she was only 18, living with her lover Percy Shelley near Byron's villa on Lake Geneva. It would become the world's most famous work of horror fiction and remains a devastating exploration of the limits of human creativity. So, is this book complete or not? Yeah, from what I know, it's just a standalone book. That's it. There's no prequel sequel, anything of the sort. So, what are my thoughts, or what caught my eye about the book? Well, truthfully, this book is pretty tedious at times i'm I'm not gonna lie. Um This is certainly not for those who want a good, fast paced thriller or action-packed adventure, or even a thrilling science fiction what-if full of possibility and wonder, this is almost depressing. I I won't even sugarcoat it. The the thing about it is that, you know, even with all of that being the case, I've always had this bizarre fondness for this tale and the story they're in. Which is why I'm recommending it, even though it is not my favorite book in the world. I feel like more people need to read, you know, need to read the actual source material of the infamous Frankenstein, who is actually Frankenstein's monster and not the good doctor himself. Um, In terms of the cover of the book that I have, it's the one with... Frankenstein's monster on the cover um he's butt naked and they just have like it's like a close up of his body as he's crouched down staring into the soul of the fucking reader (laughs) that's the best way of putting it um it's a Penguin, penguin classic copy so um I feel like most people should know which one I'm talking about um but Yeah, like I said, that I feel like this is one of those that most people quote-unquote know the story of, and yet they know absolutely nothing about it. And I think, for those that wouldn't mind enlightening themselves this Halloween season, you can learn about the actual legend behind legend (laughs) Um, so what did I like about the book well as I said I've always been a bit fascinated by this book Um, but I think it was only after recently watching a 2018 movie called Mary Shelley that it really hit me how much I connected with this book and the author herself Though most people either misinterpret the monster as Frankenstein himself or simply as nothing more than another scary monster story, the layers of social injustice, the blight of one who wishes only to be loved but is rejected by all and most importantly by the very one who made it, a rejection by one's creator, which I mean... For those that are religious and even those that aren't, you know, you got, you, you you can't tell me that's not some biblical shit going on right there. It's very reminiscent of the Bible, like, as a whole, don't you say? Um, you know, even, um, even the human condition, you know, it, it's just, this book, it, it, there's just, like, there's so much... And so many layers that drive this truly inspiring tale to demand conscious thought from the reader which is you know i think most importantly what should be gotten from reading this classic work of science fiction horror um and i feel like far too many people don't think um i think probably because They feel like it's not worth the time and the effort, which to me is just a mortifying train of thought. (laughs) It really is. Um, but yeah, so where can you find the book? Um, pretty, pretty much anywhere that you would normally buy books. Um, if your bookseller has got a classic section, trust me, it'll be there. So, um yeah like I said you know most online vendors um even small bookstores or whatever so long as they've got a classic section they should have this book on its shelves so yeah our next book is actually a manga series called Helsing and it's by Kota Hirano So the page count for each book is around 150 to 200 pages each. And um, there's the synopsis for it. There's a secret organization somewhere in England created to defend the queen and country from monsters of all sorts. Yes, it's hard to believe in this day and age. But really, isn't this the true age of monsters? Enter Helsing an agency long in tooth with the experience, know-how and er, er-equipment to handle problems that arise when vampires ghouls take on these dark forces. What equipment, you may say? How about another vampire and a big pistol loaded with special silver bullets? That ought to do the trick. So, as you can tell from the um... (laughs) description. It, it's a bit quirky and um, it, it's not a comedy, trust me, not a comedy at all. But it's got this underlying like dark humor in some of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so is the series completed? Yes, it is completed. Um, the original action and horror manga series is comprised of 10 books, I believe. Um, However, there is also a prequel, one-shot manga called Helsing the Dawn. And I think a sequel as well. I don't remember. Um, But I definitely know about the prequel series yeah um so my thoughts and what caught my eye about the book well my goodness this is my childhood coming back to me right here Ugh. so i love this series so freaking much um but i am going to say a little bit of a confession time i watched the anime first before reading the books so my initial motivation for picking up these books in the first place was because of my absolute and utter love of this stunning anime it was beautiful like i've seen both the original helsing and pure souls and the remake helsing ultimate and they're both just so good like so good um also let me tell you the music for the first original series in Pure Souls. Oh my god. So that theme song and the end you know, the both the theme song for the you know, the the beginning song and the ending song. Oh my god. <laughs> to this day I still can sometimes just hum it along, even if I've forgotten most of the words. I just sort of like, you know, I dunno I'm not i am not going to even try. You've heard me try to sing and hum few couple times before yeah Now with this now with this croaky ass voice so y'all should look it up y'all should find it um if anything who knows that might be one of the songs that i recommend for you guys um but yeah listen it's just it was so good and i just after watching it i felt hollow because i was like i need more <laughs> Like I desperately need more. I need more context. And I need more world building. And I just need more. So I needed to know about the original source material. And listen, it honestly did not disappoint. I think any fan of vampires, Nazis being killed, the band Inomene. Listen, shut up. That is totally relevant. Okay, just mm, violent manga and... Horror and just gore in general is gonna love this series as much as I did, okay, that's it just that's it now, where can you find it once again? Probably anywhere that sells well- well obviously anywhere that sells mango, that's first and foremost because this is this is something of a classic here um and then probably most of your online sellers like you know big big chains um I don't know if this series would be found in just your local bookstores or booksellers it might be um it obviously it used to be a long ass time ago but um maybe I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you definitely, but I will say if you want to look for it online, be my guest. Now, our third book is another manga series, <laughs> and this one is called Shiki. So it, the manga series is by Ryu Fushisaka. Who is the artist and the writer? However, this manga series is based on a novel by Fuyumi Ono. So, I'm gonna say it's technically by both because it's inspired from. Yes, you get the picture. Okay. The page count for each book in this series is around 160 to 200 pages each and the synopsis goes as follows. Shiki is drawn and written by Ryu Fujisaki. The series is an adaptation of Yumi Ono's horror novel of the same name. The story is about a small village named Sotoba which is plagued by bizarre deaths caused by what seems to be an epidemic. However, when Doshio Ozaki, the hospital dean, performs his own investigations, he discovers vampires known as Shiki living in their midst. Okay, now is this series completed? Yes, it is it's got 11 volumes to it so it's a bit longer than some of the others but I tell you it's worth every single book now to my thoughts so first off um, from the synopsis alone it might not sound all that interesting or um, scare worthy or I don't know whatever it might seem like very plain trust me it's not or really I should say it should be however the way in which it is told and portrayed and just brought to life like I said it's brought to life to the point that you're really you're really freaked out like you your shit is freaked out so okay so hmm So once again, I have to confess, this is another series that I watched first as the anime and then needed clarification and just more. So the anime, by the same name, came out back in 2010, so about 10 years ago. And I thought, huh, this looks promising. Let's take a look-see, shall we? Okay. Went and downloaded it. Watched it, was freaked the fuck out, kept on watching it, finished it, went to the bookstore like the next day, picked up the first three books of the series and started reading, was equally freaked the fuck out, hasn't regretted it not once in all of this time. (laughs) Okay, so to be clear, I don't think I'd be as freaked out by this series if I would read it for the first time now, okay? After everything I've seen and witnessed and written, just the evolution of my messed up mind, okay? However, back at that time, oh yeah, it was really, really freaky. Now, this isn't one of those... I'm going to have nightmares type of horror books but it is quite a bizarre situation where you're definitely going to be left feeling a bit disturbed. Um like I said I the anime really did it well. It like captured this eerie sense of just fuck, I am going to be haunted or cursed after watching this. You know what I mean? Like, sort of like how The Ring made a lot of people fe- feel after they watched it for the first time. Probably the first and only time, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, It's going to give you... It's going to leave you with that kind of feeling. Japanese, they're... They're, they're kind of like... They're, they're definitely among the top masters of horror for me, you know? Because they just... They just leave you feeling uneasy afterwards, you know? Even if you're not legit scared, or if you might go, Ha ha, you know, that was stupid. There is still this lingering terror in the back of your mind, like, oh fuck, this could happen, you know what I mean? Even if it's completely improbable. But that's how the Japanese do it. And that's how this one definitely leaves you feeling, if you understand what I mean. So... Who would I recommend this to? Well, fans of anime, obviously, uh, fans of vampires, not the norm vampires, zombies more like, just overall in general horror, small town horror, Bucktick and Sakurai Atsushi. Y'all would understand all of my music references that I've been making for these books. If you watched it. Okay. At any rate. Where can you find this? Um. I. I mean if you go to a bookstore or comic store or something that obviously has manga. And sells it. They should have it. Okay. They should. If they don't go online. That's, that's just the best way of putting it. Go online. Any sellers that sell manga, whether they're big chains, um, you know, whatever, they'll have it. Okay. Um, but if not, I mean, even some of the local bookstores, if they don't have it in stock in store, you can probably go to their websites and get it. Yeah. So that should be about it. But, um, yeah, but before we go on to our next book, let's have a word from our sponsors, and we're back. So, our fourth book. Is the first in a brand new series called A Deadly Education Schoolomance Book Number One And Apologies if I am butchering the name of this series, but it shouldn't be sh- it, sh- it shouldn't be it shouldn't be anything else. It should be Schoolomance. Schoolomance. Schoolomance? Schoolomance. I don't fucking know. Whatever is by Naomi Novik Novik yes page count three hundred and thirty six pages synopsis lesson one of the school learning has never been this deadly a deadly education is set at Skullamance a school for the gift for the magically gifted where failure means certain death For real. Until one girl, L, begins to unlock its many secrets. There are no teachers, no holidays, and no friendships, save strategic ones. Survival is more important than any letter grade. For the school won't allow its students to leave until they graduate or die. The rules are deceptively simple. Don't walk the halls alone. And beware of the monsters who lurk everywhere. Elle is uniquely prepared for the school's dangers. She may be without allies, but she possesses a dark power strong enough to level mountains and wipe out millions. It would be easy enough for Elle to defeat the monsters that prowl the school. The problem? Her powerful dark magic might also kill all the other students. So, is it complete? Obviously not. It's in progress. Um, as I already mentioned, the book is the first in a brand new series. I haven't the faintest idea how many books the series will be. Only that the next book will probably be released sometime next year or the year after. Most likely, keeping with how they tend to do things. Um, so, And I guess also depending on how sales go for this book so if you guys do like it if you've read it or if you haven't read it but you're interested in it you know how you can ensure that there will be another book buy it talk about it you know that sort of thing and hopefully um the sales and the revenue from you know book one will spur on book two um anyway my thoughts and or what caught my eye about the book well first off the cover is gorgeous i haven't really been talking about the covers of these books recently but the cover of this one is really quite stunning i have a serious love of like that gold and black ish like midnight dusk Black nightfall, black, and like a sort of a not even bronzy gold, but like almost brassy gold, maybe you know, like that combination has always been really fucking stunning. It's gorgeous. Oh, okay, anyway, sorry. The book is really pretty to look at. Like I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it's very pretty. Whoever designed it, that's some classy shit right there. Um, so. Yeah, besides that, um, like I said, it's new completely. So um, it just came out literally a couple weeks ago, uh, on September 29th, I believe. I haven't gotten my hands on it yet, although I was really, really tempted to request an ARC when I first saw it pop up on my readers list. I was like, "Uh," but, you know, I had to kind of forego it. But honestly, I'm quite intrigued. I like the idea of the main character being the monster, but not because they're actually monstrous or anything, simply because they have such enormous power within them that they become a danger to others and even to themselves um yeah, you know, I like books like that. I find that um to be an interesting trope to explore, and if done correctly it can be really fascinating to watch unravel and just evolve and just oh, it's it's good um as I said I don't know if this one will be a dud but I really really hope not I'm looking forward to eventually settling down and getting my hands on this l- on this and so many other lovely reads for this fall season because lord have mercy this fall season has quite a bit to offer from the little bit I have been seeing. Next book. So our fifth book is an actual, just a book, no series, no manga series, whatever. It is actually just a book. And this one some of you might be familiar with. It's called The Girl with All the Gifts by M.R. Carey. So the page count for this one is bit higher than all the others. It's 461 pages. And the synopsis goes as follows. Melanie is a special girl. Dr. Codwell calls her our little genius. Every morning, Melanie waits in her cell to be collected for class. When they come for her, Sergeant Parks keeps his gun pointed at her, while two of his people strap her into a wheelchair. She thinks they don't like her. She jokes that she won't bite. And yeah, I kind of fucked that one up. Let me read that again. Um, She thinks they don't like her. She jokes that she won't bite, but they don't laugh. Melanie loves school. She loves learning about spelling and sums and the world outside the classroom and the children's cells. She tells her favorite teacher all the things she'll do when she grows up. Melanie doesn't know why this makes Miss Justineu? Justineu? Justineu oh God, I can't pronounce her name. Um, look sad. The Girl with All the Gifts is a sensational thriller, perfect for fans of Stephen King, Justin Cronin, and Neil Gaiman. So... I'm going to try to pronounce this next one here, but. Okay. So, is the book completed? Yes, it's completed. However, it does have a. Like a. A, a non connected prequel novelette called. Okay, I'm going to try to not butcher this, but I'm probably going to butcher this, and I apologize profusely. In advance, Iphigenia, Iphigenia, Iphigenia in Alice, Iphigenia in Alice, yes. Okay, I'm a spell it because some of y'all might actually want to look this up and my horrible pronunciation and my cracking voice is probably not helping things so it's spelt first word I-P-H-I G-E-N-I-A second word I-N third word A-U-L-I-S okay like I said I think it is pronounced Iphigenia in Aulis. Apologies profusely in advance if I fucked that up. Yeah. So that's the name of this like related but detached prequel novelette. Which I believe is also a standalone like this one. And is simply connected by being written within the same world. But I don't think it has any of the same characters or just Whatever what I do know is that it formed the basis for this book, so it's not like it's a necessary read in order to understand this book, but I suppose it expands upon the world okay, so what are my thoughts or and or what caught my eye about the book? Well, I guess this is just really one of those episodes where I fess up about watching the movie first uh, because that's exactly what happened here. So, um, yeah, the only difference between the other things that I said oh, I watched first before I read them is that I haven't read this one yet. Like, at least with the other ones, I have actually read the source material after I watched it. I have not done that with this one. Um, nor do I have my hands on a copy of it either. And let me tell you why, okay? I'm going to, I'm going to lay it out in your plane. I do not like zombies. I have a strict, no zombie rule when it comes to what I read and what I watch. It's just, I don't like them, okay? At least not the modern ones the ones from way back in the day that were slow and stupid as fuck and you could run away from were a okay by me, okay? But whoever the jackass was that decided, let's make zombies fast. Yeah, they gonna die by one of these motherfuckers one of these days, I'm telling you right now. And if they don't, somebody broke karma. That's That's all I'm saying right now. That's all I'm saying. So yeah, I don't like zombies, okay? And even if the book's really, really good, I'm probably not going to pick it up if the plot revolves around or focuses on this particular form of Walking Dead. It's just, it's not happening. However, I didn't quite know what I was getting myself into a few years ago when i decided to watch this movie and holy fuck was i blown away because this shit was good now would i watch it again though eh i don't know i think once was enough for me you know how like there's some movies that you know even if they're even if they're amazing like really really good you can only watch them once And it's sort of like, that's enough for me. (laughs) That's just enough. Yeah, I feel like that's how this movie is. Um, Because, boy, was it good. Now, let's, let's just put it this way. If the source material is anything like the movie, if not better, then I highly, highly, highly recommend you pick this one up and give it a go. You will not regret it. This was by far the trippiest thing for me. I mean, little kids being treated like monsters, because they were, only to find out that... Yeah, okay, I know, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Listen, go and read it for yourself. Oh, and absolutely go watch the movie. You won't regret that either. That shit... Oh my god, that shit's a serious diamond in the rough. Like, it's incredible. You need to go watch the movie. So, what did I like about it? Um, Disturbingly enough, the child zombies. <laughs> gonna be totally honest with you. That was just a concept that I maybe it's because i don't read like anything in the genre so it's just super disturbing and new and freaky and well done for me but holy fuck child zombies i mean damn also surprise ending and like what even is a plot oh right that's a super plot like (laughs) that's basically how I felt watching the movie so like I said if the book is anything like the movie yeah yeah at any rate um, so where can you find this once again probably at any of your local book retailers um, online or in person your independent ones might have it Possibly, Um, but definitely your online chains, whether it's the big chains, little chains, whatever, they should definitely have it, you know, larger selection, all that. Um, Our next book, sixth book, is actually um, an omnibus, and it is called The Best of H.P. Lovecraft, Blood-Curdling Tales of Horror and the macaw obviously by H.P. Lovecraft and um, edited and compiled by August Derleth. So this one is among the larger books but that would kind of make sense since it's a omnibus. Um, It's 406 pages and the general synopsis of it goes as follows. This is the collection of true Excuse me, let me read that again. This is the collection that true fans of horror fiction must have. 16 of H.P. Lovecraft's most horrifying visions, including The Call of Kaluthu, The Dunwich Horror, The Color Out of Space, The Shadow Over Innsmouth, plus 12 more terrifying tales. So, is it complete? Well, it's an omnibus, so yeah, I guess. I mean, it would make sense, sort of. I mean, it's not everything ever written by him, but it's a damn good selection, you know? (laughs) Like that's the best I can say. Um, so my thoughts and or what caught my eye about the book. Well, well, it's it's H. P. Lovecraft. I mean, what what more do I need to know? What more do you need to know about it? it it's the god. It's the grandfather of weird, horrific fiction. Caluthu's creator, madness and mayhem resurrected. Like if you haven't read any of his work I mean damn can you even call yourself a horror fan I mean really now (laughs) like let's be let's be totally honest um and yes I do know that there are some people who actually think that his work's not that great um which I find insulting I'm gonna be totally honest with you find that super fucking insulting um, Because, I mean, regardless of whether or not you like his shit, you mean to tell me that you could have thought up monstrous tentacle abominations from the stars that rise out of the depths and invoke madness upon the minds of frail mortal beings without the inspirations and the inspirations inspired by the inspirations of the one and only H.B. Lovecraft and his Kaluthu monstrosities and the I mean I mean just think about that for a second you know like you know even if you want to like go way left field you know probably like half of tentacle porn and anime tentacle monsters and fucking Davy Jones from the Pirates of the Caribbean and like so much more was like 1000% inspired by H.P. Lovecraft's crazy shit or at the very least, inspired by someone who was inspired by his crazy shit. Okay, I mean, well, so so there, you know, like shut up and read the damn source material. Fucking hell, like I. Sorry. I sort of got into a little bit of an argument with someone like literally the other day. They just like went and ranted about how much, you know, his work isn't really all that good, and it's not. And I was just like, oh my god. It's not about whether or not it's all that good or not. He Created the idea. Which then spawned literally everything else. Like all y'all didn't have to think this shit up for the first time. You had his source material to then go off of. So, mmm. Okay. Sorry. So what I like about it. um, Everything. Because like I said, for me... I love rich mythos and world building and just anything that can spark an idea. And don't get me wrong, of course, if it's really, if the idea is really well done and like fleshed out and thought out and it's intriguing and engaging and all that, all of that wonderful stuff. And it's all pile polished and beautiful and awesome. You know, that's better. But I mean, fucking hell, you know, even if it's not simply by having it out there, it allows for so much creative thought, you know, to then spawn from it or to be inspired by it. It's just like, honestly, come on. So yeah, that's what I love about it. Like I said, I remember reading, I remember reading it way back when, when I was writing my own brainchild. And it was hysterical because there were certain aspects of it that I was like, holy shit, like, I'm feeling this because it's literally in my own writing, you know, and this is long before I ever read anything by H.P. Lovecraft. And, you know, even though a lot of it went off way, you know, way, way off into Almost different dimensions from what I was writing. It, like I said, this, the vein of what was being talked about. It was like hitting home, if that makes sense. But anyway, the point of the matter is, y'all, y- 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 y'all can't, y'all can't call yourselves horror fans if you've never read his work. Like, whether you like it, you don't like it. Don't do this to me. Fucking read his work, okay, okay, okay so where can you find it Um, I mean during this month probably anywhere like I actually feel like if you even walk into your local stores you will find I don't know if you'll find this specific omnibus but you should be able to find some of his works because like I said You know, grandfather, godfather of weird, horrific fiction right here. You know, like, seriously. Um, But if not, then you can definitely find it on the big online chains. One way or another. Um, Yeah. And now finally, our seventh book. It's a novel, and it is called Children of the Dark. That's a great title, isn't it? Um, It's by Jonathan Jans, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, and Matthew Verrett, who is the cover artist, which let me tell you, I I am very happy to announce that cover artist's name, because the cover of this book is gorgeous like it's really once again I've said it many times before I love the color scheme of red black and either white or like a pale color whether it's like a pale um cream or like porcelain or whatever like that color scheme is always the perfect color scheme for horror thriller even some sci-fi it's just Mm, it's just it's stunning i love it love it love it love it love it okay so anyway um the page count for this one is 392 pages which is not too bad um and the not and the synopsis goes as follow will burgess is used to hard knocks abandoned by his father son of a drug addicted mother and charged with raising his 6 year old sister, Will has far more to worry about than most high school freshmen. To make matters worse, Mia Samuels, the girl of Will's dreams, is dating his worst enemy, the most sadistic upperclassman at Shadeland High. Will's troubles, however, are just beginning because one of the nation's most notorious criminals, the Moonlight Killer, has escaped from prison and is headed straight towards Will's hometown. And something is lurking in Savage Hollow, the forest surrounding Will's rundown house. Something ancient and infinitely evil. When the worst storm of the decade descends on Shadeland, Will and his friends must confront unfathomable horrors. Everyone Will loves, his mother, his little sister, Mia and his friends will be threatened and very few of them will escape with their lives. Yeah. So is it completed? It is completed. My thoughts, well, I haven't read this one, but it sounds quite a bit like some of the books I used to read when I was way, 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 way younger, and I figured why not? you know um I liked the synopsis quite a bit, like I said, it gave me some like serious nostalgic vibes. And I would also very much like to find out if, you know, this perfect series of unfortunate events, you know, where it will lead, honestly. Um, Also, I really desperately need to know what the hell is lurking in that fucking forest around his house, because, yeah, as if his troubles weren't bad enough. Um, But anyway... that's about it um as I also said you know also super duper loving that cover it's gorgeous uh to explain it's like I said it's like it, it looks dingy like if it's been knocked around quite a bit and it's just got this beautiful full moon outlined in a single you know thick line of red with i'm guessing will's silhouette walking towards it um, his back is to us and then the title is written over his body and it's just like i said it's just gorgeous it's gorgeous but anyway this one once again probably not going to find just sitting in your local bookstore even if it's a big chain. You might but I don't know. Like maybe Barnes and Nobles might have it but I don't know. I'm not a big fan of Barnes and Nobles. Um, but definitely your online stores should have it like Amazon and stuff like that. Better book worlds maybe. Whatever. But anyway, that is it for our bookish showcasing. I am kind of proud of myself that my voice didn't like totally croak. Um, I did have to like sort of, you know, pause and have some moments there. So apologies for if you hear any like long silences. It's mostly me just trying to like force my voice to come out. Um, But yeah, I, I, I'm pretty proud of us. We did good. We are done with this week's bookish showcasing. And now On to our musical selection. Oh, and by the way, if you'd like to support me and this podcast, head on over to Anchor and click that support button to become a greatly appreciated supporter of this project. No amount is too small or too large, and all proceeds will help keep inspiration strikes, typically three in the morning, up and running for the foreseeable future. So become a subscriber today if the inspiration strikes you. Now, let's continue on with some music, shall we? So I've decided that I was going to showcase music matching them to the books that I've chosen. And to be honest with you, that didn't work either. So, uh last resort in this regard. I am just going to name all the songs to you like I did last week. So sorry. Uh, Like I said, who knows, maybe by some absolute miracle I will actually find a way to make proper playlists out of all of these. But for now, it's just kind of whatever. So we are going to start off with um, uh, yeah, actually we'll start off with the songs that I do have like a match to in terms of with the books. So, um, I have Kuchizuke by Bucktick or Sakurai Atsushi, and that one is actually the opening theme song for the Shiki anime. So it would obviously go for the Shiki book. Um, the next one is, uh, called... Logos Naki World and this is by Yasushi Ishii. Um, this one is... goodness I think I'm gonna get them mixed up. I think it's the opening song for Hellsing, the original. And then Shine by Mr. Big, which was um, I believe the ending for Hellsing Um, or if not then it's the opposite way around but I think Shine was the ending song so those definitely you know are obvious matches because they are the actual opening and ending songs for said animes of the books Um, the next couple ones here are just songs that have always for me matched the show's they're not actually used in the shows. But they work for me. They just do. Um, so the first one is Vata Unzera by nomine And this one is for Helsing. If you have ever seen the music video, the anime music video for it, it's pretty fantastic. I don't know if it's still up on the internet anymore. It probably does not exist. It was a long ass time ago, but it was really freaking good. Like, oh, I still remember this damn thing to this day. Um, and then the next one is Dinevelt, but also by Inomine. Um And this one would be for Shiki. Like I said, don't, I can't really explain why I matched those two together. It just, it, in my brain, the translations make sense for me. Um, so, yeah. The next one is, I think, at this point, is not, I don't have any that actually directly match books, but here we go. So we have Thriller, that's kind of like a, an obvious one, by Michael Jackson. Um, Hide by Vix, or And The Bells of Notre Dame, from The Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Disney movie. Uh, Tartini Violin Sonata in G Minor, which is the Devil's Trill Sonata. Next one is Phantom of the Opera by Prague Cello Quartet. The next one is Freaks Like Us by Sleeping Wolves. The next one is um, Freak, which is a cover by Undream. Featuring Silent Child and Hannibal. The next one is Lullaby of Woe um, from The Witcher 3 by Ashley Serena. And then the next one is another. Actually, these last two are both by a nominee. The first one is called Wolfen das Tieren Mir and then the last one is Schwarze Zona. so um yeah that's that's my that's my musical selection for you guys uh, i really really honest to goodness wish i could have made the music part of the episode more intriguing and engaging and interesting but since i cannot sample music to let you hear like little samples or snippets of the songs and since my life has been chaos and I have not been able to make playlists to even link for you guys it's like uh, but such as it be I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Toberfest. I hope the book selection for you is spot on, whether you've read them or you haven't. I still hope that they are good recommendations for you guys. And I definitely hope that um, for those that have heard these songs, that they're super nostalgic for you. And for those that haven't heard these songs, that you will listen to them and will be like, where have these been all of my life? Um, so, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Stay safe. Stay healthy, wear your fucking masks, and just enjoy life. I mean, for goodness sakes, it's fall. It is wonderful, blissful, awesome fall. And better yet, it's October. It is October, okay? Which actually I've been forgetting to mention each and every time I bring it up. So there are so many, like, other october events that I just, like I said, for whatever reason, I just totally, not that I forgot, because that's the thing, it's not like if I forgot, I just forget to mention it on the episodes. We got Inktober, we got Kinktober, we got Spooktober, is it Spooktober or Spooktacular, whatever, of course we got 31 Days of Halloween. Um, like I said there's like just so freaking many of like there's so many and yeah I mean the biggest one for me is Kinktober if you don't know what that is be 18 or older and then go check it out because basically it's all the kinky shit you could possibly think of and yeah, so if you're a writer or you're an artist, specifically, definitely if you are an artist, you know, whatever, you know, you yeah you have a kink for each day and you have to draw it. Or if you're a writer, then you have to write for it. And it's it's hot. OK, it's, it just makes you hot and bothered and amazing. And yes, all of these erotic artists and writers and whatever can showcase their amazing skills for a whole month. Of yes, okay. So that's about it. Um, yeah, like I said, there's, there's 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 a lot. There's a lot, but um, whichever you're fancy, you know, Tober, inktober, kinktober, spooktober. I guess I think it's but I think it's spooktober. Um, you know, whichever one. Enjoy life, you know. Do you? And if not then enjoy all the people that are doing them selves. yeah and <laughs> oh i'm so done i'm so done y'all have a wonderful wonderful rest of your week i'm out cheers thanks for listening and i hope to see you all back here for another episode next week or the week after or the week after that. Listen, how about we not make any promises and just say, see you again another time? Yeah? Cheers. <laughs>